Hello and welcome to Communities Forward. I'm your host, Terrell Carter. Communities Forward seeks to share the stories and experiences of people who are making a positive impact within their communities and neighborhoods, especially in the St. Louis metropolitan area. The Communities Forward podcast is brought to you by RISE Community Development, and you can learn more about RISE and how we participate in the process of helping neighborhoods and communities become healthier and more equitable at www.risestl.org, www.risestl.org. Today's podcast episode is part two of our interview with Chris Kramer, the president and CEO of Beyond Housing. Chris has been a part of Beyond Housing since 1993, and Beyond Housing's mission is to help entire communities become better places to live. In part two of our interview, Chris outlines the path that organizations like Beyond Housing blaze within St. Louis as they seek to make communities better, as they seek to improve people's lives, and as they seek to make uh, housing and other things in the St. Louis metropolitan area more equitable. Hope you enjoy this second interview with Chris Kramer. So you're at the St. Louis County Housing Authority, Section 8. So how, how did you end up leaving there and going, I'm sorry, uh, how did you end up going to Beyond Housing? Let me just put the question out. Yeah, so, so this job came open in 19, uh, 1993. And I, I had worked with the organization um, you know, on my Section 8 days. And then when I worked in the rehab department at, um, at the Housing Authority too, giving out grants to do housing development stuff. Um, so I knew about the organization. I knew back then we called the work we did uh, pastoral services, um, you know, uh, caring about families who lived in a in the rental homes. When, when I got the job, we owned about a housing home, about a, about a, about a hundred homes, um, and all we did was rental housing in St. Louis County with services. That's all we did. Um, so one, I was shocked that they gave me the job. Um, <laughs> I was again thirty one and had uh, nominal, um, you know, grown up, real person managing other people experience. Uh, I, I did. Uh, I did manage a, uh, a delicatessen in Clayton um, through high school and college, but that's not, <laughs> not quite the same. I was about to say, are you telling me that's those are transferable skills there or what? Well, there were some transferable skills, but I hired lots of my buddies. So it was just a little interesting. It was just a slightly slight different dynamic. So I had, I had to keep learning and honing some additional skills, Terrell. I, you know, my, I wasn't quite ready for prime time when I got here, but they took a chance on me. They saw I was passionate about the work and believed in what they were doing. Um, I had some administrative skills, which was they were looking forward to at that point in the organization's life and everything else I, I've, I've, learned, I've learned over the years. So <clears throat> for the first year, or so, you know, my main thought was don't mess this up because it was a good organization. I, I think after, I uh, I think I recognize that. I'm, I'm just finished my first year at Rise and my yeah. goal has been don't do anything wrong. Well, well, look, I, well, I hope you're transitioning to, to this. So after a year, I said, I think I can do this. I think I got it. I haven't messed anything up yet. I think I'm good. So, yeah, so just kept kept evolving. So, you know, we went from ecumenical housing production corporation um, a marketer's dream um to beyond housing which could just made sense in being able to tell our story not that the intent of ecumenical housing has changed but again um it was too complicated to tell um, a good story without getting people lost about religion or other stuff that just wasn't what wasn't needed nor necessary in the conversation we went from just doing scattered sites single family rental housing in decent safe neighborhoods to today a, a 
fully comprehensive community building effort. That's a place-based strategy in the boundaries of the Normie Schools Collaborative. So it's been a, a great journey of, over those years. We've learned a lot, we've grown a lot, we've made mistakes, um, um, but we're still here um, again, uh, trying to again, help people live their best possible lives. And you know, today it's, um, it's really about strengthening families and transforming communities to create a more equitable and prosperous St. Louis once and for all. How was how big was the organization when you uh, became the leader there, and how big is it again now? I mean, employee wise, uh, yeah. number of units, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So when I got here, we had about ten employees, owned about a hundred single family homes, had a budget of about a million dollars, and had a balance sheet of about five million. Today, um, we're about a hundred employees. Um, Annual budgets around 18 million, and balance sheet is somewhere around 125 million. That is amazing. What um, so what what were some of the strategic? Uh, so I want to this this podcast is about introducing or reintroducing people who are making a difference in the communities that they serve. So first, I, I want to always make sure that we're talking about the good things that you all are doing. But I think that it's interesting. One of the the other things I hope that comes out of these interviews is that future leaders or the people that want to become leaders learn from the wisdom and from the experiences of other people. So what, what were the things that needed to occur for your organization to go to that next, not just one level, but multiple steps to multiple levels? Well, again, for, for, for us and, and for me, it was this constant um, desire to say, how can we have greater impact? You know, so when I got the job, we did scattered site, single family housing in suburban settings, right? We owned homes in Richmond Heights and Webster Groves and Maplewood and places that had access to, you know, good school systems and safe neighborhoods. And, and that, that's a fine, you know, again, uh, 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 mission delivery system. Um, it, one, it just had limitations because it just took a lot of resources to develop you know, those kinds, in those kinds of neighborhoods, right? And there was clearly a whole lot of not in my backyard that was alive and well back then. Um, but for me, at the end of the day, it was a great mission delivery, but it was one house, one family at a time. And it really didn't get after where poverty lived. Um, you know, it didn't, didn't have any cascading impact other than that one family, because the neighborhood was good. You know, the, the neighborhood didn't, didn't, need, didn't need us to help them get any better. Um, and, and again, our family was typically one of the few uh, low-income folks, um, you know, in, in those communities. So we moved to community building. So I got the job in 93. In 99, we, we really moved to the idea of community building. And it was a long, appropriate, you know, mission delivery conversation that we had with the board of directors at that point in time. Um, you know, with me and my staff just kind of driving. We believe we've learned enough about serving families on an individual basis you know, about what the challenges were and what kind of resources they would need to live their best lives possible. Could we take that skill set and our housing development skill sets um, and then look and can we do community building work? Um, so it was a big shift. Um, it was a big, um, it was a big, uh, a big push. Um, a whole lot of board members were skeptic. Um, you know, lots of folks have tried community, this community, community building, community development work and it failed. Why don't we think we can, we can do any better? Um, and ultimately, the conversation was, if we're successful, what, what kind of change could we see happen? And were we, were we willing to take a degree of risk um, to do that? Um, so we were fortunate at that point in time to have a great relationship with Monsanto. Um, 
and uh, work with the, the Monsanto Fund back then. Um, and in 1999, they, oh, 1997, um, they gave us a uh, three-year $900,000 commitment, which was just off the charts, big money back then. Um, uh, yes, sir. I, I think I remember that. Uh, so we, uh, uh, and we began our work up in Castle Point. Uh, and a, a place that still has a whole host of problems that, you know, this is one, this is one of our places that, 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 that we didn't succeed. Uh, we, we, we took that, that three-year grant and then we got two, uh, two smaller renewals subsequent to that. And then we stayed a few more years after that um, and did some good work, but, but you know, learned, learned, took, took our lumps and learned, learned a lot of good lessons about what to do and what not to do. Um, Again, the, the belief is we wanted to be in places. Now, what we learned in Castle Point was, um, one, it was unincorporated St. Louis County, so that made it a little, more, little interesting in terms of the, the, the governmental, um, you know, who's in charge. Well, folks at 41 South Central in Clayton were in charge of this community way up in North County. And that was a, wasn't quite, didn't feel quite connected um, to, to uh, that particular government. Um, the police department was the county police department. It's not a knock on the officers, but they weren't a they weren't a municipal police department, right? They 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 were in lots of different places. So again, there was a, a disconnect. Um, we as an organization understood the importance of community engagement and understood the importance of um, you know hearing the voice of community back then. But we also had um, nine hundred thousand dollars burn a hole in our pocket that we need we need to do some good work with. So. Yes, we talked to community, but we didn't do a good enough job, wasn't thorough enough, wasn't deep enough. Um, and what wound up happening is uh, community leaders uh, wound up being kind of passive recipients of the work um, and then were never fully engaged. Um, our fault, not theirs. Um, and you know, when, 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 when stuff didn't go right and when things became difficult, you know, we weren't on the same team. Um, and that's because we didn't, we didn't engage them in the right way. We were, we were excited about doing some work, um, which is good. Uh, however, not at the exclusion of staying connected, staying grounded, and, and truly being driven by the voice of those that you serve. Um, and then we learned that the housing stock in Castle Point was all these small, modest, little bungalow slab on grade, you know, two, three bedroom homes. It's just hard to create community with a housing stock that you know, just doesn't, doesn't have a lot of upside. Um, so we again did some good work. We built some houses, had a you know built a community park, and we did a, did a bunch of good stuff. But didn't get to where the community nor we had hoped to. Um, and then we stopped our our intensive work there in the early two thousands. Made a shift to the city of Pagedale. Subsequent to that, which is part of the twenty four one initiative here in the boundaries of the Normie Schools Collaborative. Um, and then from Pagedale, where again we built some houses, ran an after school program, some summer stuff. Uh, we were able to then expand uh, to the 24-1 initiative, uh, 2008, 2009. So it's been an interesting constant evolution. And again, not, not evolving for evolution's sake, but evolving, trying to be better at um, delivering services, transforming lives. Um, and ultimately where we're at right now is can we create a model um, that can be replicatable, um, that gets after the problems of place uh, the challenges that uh, disinvestment and uh, high concentrations of poverty bring to communities and those that live there. What do you see as the future of community development, community engagement, whatever the correct word is that you like to use? What is the future of that, uh, not just in the area where you work, but in the region? What do you what do you see as some of the opportunities? Yeah, so so we've just um, launched a um, a capital 
raise of $200 million. Um, and for us, it's not a capital campaign to build a building. It's, it's, it's capital to get our work to scale. So what we're pretty adamant about from community development is look, if we don't recognize that, uh, if we don't put back together the, fat, the full fabric of a place, um, we're kidding ourselves. It's not just housing. It's not just education. It's not just health. It's not just jobs. It's not just economic development. It's not just infrastructure. It's not just you know uh, municipal government. It's all of those things intentionally woven together to create the, uh, a, the, the healthy fabric of a place. Um, we, we know as a region, we're only going to progress so far if we keep leaving so many people behind. Um, and what we've not done in the region is invested in those places and the folks that live there in a real and meaningful way. Um, we scatter money around in the community. We do some isolated uh, good work, but um, again, it's not at scale. It's not interconnected. So we're adamant about comprehensive community building. We're adamant about um, looking at all the things that make up a successful place. And if you're not part of something like that, um, then, then quite frankly, like, like what, what, what are you really doing? It's the difference from our vantage point, from transactional work to transformational work. You know, the, the, the example we use is food distribution, which is important, right? People are hungry. We as a society, we should, we should make sure we feed them. But if all we do is simply provide the food and then don't ask, how'd you get here and how can we help you get to a better place? Then what's the point of simply just giving out food over and over and over again and not getting at the root cause of whatever that challenge is. And I'm not saying we should, we should stop giving out food. We shouldn't. We should keep doing that. We should keep you know, healing human suffering. But let's get to the why underneath it and figure out what else we as, as a region, as a society can do to help folks lead their best possible lives. Um, so again, keep pushing past the simple things, right? The, uh, we, we tend to, what's interesting is, I, um, you know, there's this notion of um, not-for-profits not being, you know, strategic and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Which is just foolish and doesn't make any sense. Our challenge is not that, that we're not strategic, is we never have the capital to do all the things we know need to be done. And our communities have said, this is what I'd lo love to see happen to make the place I call home everything I'd like it to be. And we never have enough capital to do that. So we're really adamant about telling the St. Louis region, both philanthropy, the business landscape, and, and the public sector. Um, we have to stop sprinkling money around. We have to stop doing things we've done for 20, 30 years because they haven't worked. And I'll raise my hand and say, we've been a part of that, right? Got to stop doing that same stuff because it hasn't worked. Um, and I think we have an opportunity uh, to change the landscape of the region. And, and hopefully, wouldn't it be great in 10 years from now if we were known as a region that really invested um, together holistically, private sector, public sector, philanthropy, um, in places that have been dis disinvested for decades. And we see systemic change and we see public schools getting better and we see property values going up and we see the health and well-being of families doing better and we see um, infant mortality going down and we see kindergarten readiness going up and all those kinds of things that we know how to do if we had the courage to apply the capital um, at the right scale uh, to change people's lives and, and to turn neighborhoods around. How have these various kind of community partners respond to this call to uh, participate in a new way? Oh, it's a, it's a variety of, I'm in, here's some money, um, to what the hell are you talking about? So yeah, so we just have to just keep talking um, and keep telling our story, right? The thing for us is we, we've been after this up here for you know over a decade now. So it's not a, 
idea we thought up on Tuesday. It's, you know, we've been doing this and we have some results. We've learned, we've invested close to $175 million in this community up here, building new homes, rehabbing homes, uh, you know, again, doing economic development work from movie theaters to health facilities, to grocery stores, to senior buildings with banks on the bottom floor, to whole, whole host of things. I have 12 staff people embedded in the Normandy schools, uh, helping kids with basic needs stuff from uh, school uniforms to food to clean clothes to, um, again, crisis intervention work for, um, for the families. So again, we're, 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 we're invested in, uh, again, an amalgam of things across the landscape of this community. And, and we're convinced that this is, this is the right way to go. Um, we got to get to scale. Um, everything that we do is driven by the voice of this community. We've learned our lesson from Castle Point, right? Everything we do is vetted through community. Like, yep, this, this is what you said. Right. All right. Let's let them, let's do this together. Um, so we're still adamant and true to that. Um, you know, our methodology is called ask, align and act. Uh, ask folks in the community. This is your home. What's working? What's not working? What are the challenges? But more importantly, what are the solutions to, again to make the place you call home the, the everything you want it to be? Align the resources. We can't do it alone. Uh, but align the resources to bring other not-for-profits, the private sector, financial dollars, and otherwise, to bear on executing, um, you know, the the plans that the community has put forward, um, and the act, which is you know getting stuff done. Because you know, as as you know, people in the community get tired of people asking them questions about what do they want. They're like, well, you are you going to do something? Don't stop asking me what I want. I, I, I'm, I'm I'm tired. I don't have I don't have time unless you're really going to do something. So for us, is our ability to 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 show folks. We, we get stuff done. Uh, you know, we, we deliver on things that you have talked about, things that you have asked for. Um, uh, and again, we're getting positioned, uh, hopefully, to um, affirm the model, uh, get better data points, start to see systems change. Um, but it's, but, it's gonna, but again, it's going to take scale and it's going to take more resources to get it done. Thank you. Uh, with the few minutes that we have left, I want to ask again, part of the point of this podcast is to uh, have experienced leaders or people who are making a difference, like imbue um, or provide words of wisdom to other people. What advice would you give to your younger self or to anyone else who wants to make a difference in their community, uh, whether they are an executive director or embedded in a school district? What advice would you give to either your younger self or someone, someone else? Advice to my younger self? No, I'm going to stay away from that. <laughs> I'm sorry. What would you, what do you wish you would have known when you started this journey? Is that a better question? <laughs> That's a better question. I, I, that, that, that one I can answer. Um, uh, so I, again, I, I, I think it's, um, uh, again, uh, understanding the, 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 the connectivity of all the things that make up a successful place. Really, you know, fully embracing that early, whether, whether you call it the social determinants of health, whether you, whatever lens you want to put on it, um, all this stuff is connected, right? Um, look, we don't, we, don't more, we, don't more, we don't need more damn research, right? The, the research is in about, if you, if you create you know, um, an opportunity to have someone have a decent, safe and affordable place to live, kids do better in school, families are healthier, your family stability is better, your economic well-being is better. We know when you provide a good educational opportunity, particularly um, in early childhood, you're positioning children for long-term success, right? All the research is in, do we have the collective courage to invest in those things. So again, understand the, the connectivity. Don't do any work that is not connected together. Sometimes people hear our story and think we're nuts and like, uh, you know, we can't do that. And, and I say, you don't have to do what we're doing, but be part of something that has that span and scale. 
because 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 if you if you're not part of something like that, then your work is going to be missing something, right? Because if you want to be in this community development field, yes, it's about housing, but it's about so much more than that. And get connected to you don't have to do it all, but get get connected to somebody who's working on health and education and jobs and infrastructure and all those kinds of things. Because without that, the place you're working in will never be everything that it, that it wants to be. Thank you. If people want to learn more about Beyond Housing, how did they find out about you? Uh, obviously, you can go to our website at beyondhousing.org. They can also go to our onceinforall.org campaign as well, which is our big capital raise. And you can get to see um, the details behind our methodology, the details behind our, our work and how we come to it. Um, and part of that is we've just uh, launched a new um, IPO, uh, initial public offering. Uh, that says this work is not about charity. This work is about investing, investing in families, investing in neighborhoods, um, and have an expectation that you're going to get a return on that investment um, when you support us and support um, all of our partners that work with us because lives, lives will be better. And when we do real estate work, I'm borrowing money from somebody, right? So if you want to invest in and take a slightly below market return, you know, we're, we're, we're a good bankable bet that we're going to pay you back. Thank you so much. And that's a, a unique way to look at it uh, and to start building relationships that lead to building community. So thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing your time with us and sharing your history and your wisdom and look forward to having you back on the podcast again in the near future. Fantastic. Enjoy the time. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Check back next week for a new episode and hope you have a good week.